hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, what do you got? I, I didn't bring my seltzer over when I changed locations. Rana, keep this in. It's in. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Slow News Day with Kevin Clark. I am Kevin Clark. Slow News Friday, Nora Princiati makes her debut. What's going on, buddy? Kevin, I am in your home state of Florida. Um, You're, she's complaining. So that's what's just up. so the listener knows, she spent the last 10 minutes complaining about too much sun, which I'm sure is a relatable problem to the Americans and the Europeans listening to this show in sub-zero weather, most of them probably in a Southwest luggage hole somewhere. Just finding out if their luggage is in Denver or Los Angeles or Anaheim, and you have too much sun in mid-South Florida. I feel like I'm the subject of a Ben Shapiro tweet right now. Um, listen, that's not up to me. We'll just aggregate it and just see what happens. We'll just clip this and tag. Right, just to be clear, just to be clear, I wasn't saying that there's too much that I'm I'm not suffering from too much sun in general. We were trying to find a space where I could record this this mm. podcast mm-hmm. um, via Zoom, via Zoom video, sl- slow news day, video slow podcast, day, sure. video very podcast. cool, very cool stuff. And I just wanted there to be good lighting for for you, Kevin, and slow news day as a whole, an institution Ironic. that I respect deeply. Thank you. And I just wanted to have a nice setup. And it, it, it is very sunny here. And I was struggling with the lighting. That is all that was happening. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be here in sunny Florida. When we speaking of things no one can relate to, um, I'm just going to throw this out there. <laughs> I feel like it's not possible for us to process the holidays in any meaningful way when you cover football. Like it was, I was watching. I was trying to get all hyped up for Christmas the other day. I'm watching Christmas movies, and I'm just like, I don't. I when I was a kid, it was like, oh, well, you, you get off work. I've covered the NFL since I was like 23. And so all I know is like Christmas is watching like Scrooged. Yeah. Have you seen Scrooged? It's a great movie. No, I haven't. It's very good. It's on HBO Max, I think. It's a Bill Murray Christmas vehicle. He plays an Ebenezer Scrooge type. He's a TV executive. Very good. Oh, that actually sounds pretty good, but he's not Scrooge. He's not doing he's not doing Scrooge himself. 
No, it's well, a variation on the theme. It's a variation. It's a modern twist. Yeah, it's a modern twist. I recommend it. All right, I I'll check that the, out. I'll check I that out. I recommend it to the folks. Um, all right. I just saw a stat. It blows my mind. This weekend, of the 32 NFL teams from Jason Lisk, of the 32 NFL teams, how many do you think have changed quarterbacks? Oh, um, 12? 15. 15 will be different starting quarterback than they did in week one. It's a chaotic week. I just saw Josh Dobbs starting for the Titans. We've got some real chaos going on here. We have no idea what's going on with Jalen Hurts. We'll see. Gardner Minshew being the new Nick Foles in Philadelphia and getting them to a Super Bowl seems right. I'll just say that. Yeah. I I, I was talking about this with Stephen Ruiz on the Sunday show. Who? One of my holiday takeaways didn't realize how much respect my extended family has for Gardner Minshew. I just wasn't ready for it. We're all sitting around. The Why game's is on. I, 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 I don't know. I really was thrown by it. I watched the Big Ten championship game two years ago in uh, a, a little, little island near Jacksonville. And I was at a sports bar, kind of a vaguely a vague sports bar, not like a real, not my kind of sports bar. But I go in there and uh, there is a like a, real portrait of Minshew just behind the bar. And this wasn't like a dive bar where it's funny. Like it was like part of the decor and I could never really, and it wasn't like a generic Jaguars part of the happened to be Gardner Minshew. It was just a picture of Gardner Minshew playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. An unironic yeah, Gardner like, Minshew this is, theme. What could go here? It's like what I'm doing with the house. What could go here? Yeah. We have a wall and somebody was like, right. we have a Minshew portrait. I mean, when you, when you can have a Minshew portrait and now did he have the stash? Yeah, he did. I mean, I think he's always had. Yeah, I mean, that's you. You want that on the wall. You want you want to hang that in your bar. I I get it. Um, All right. We're going to go through five games. Um, We're going to pick them, go through the storylines, figure it out. I want to start here. This isn't the order I sent them to you. And so I just want to just destabilize you off the bat. I want to start with Niners Niners Raiders. Um, (laughs) Boy, this Derek Carr benching is weird. Uh, I understand it. I think that the franchise is pulling in so many different directions. And I was thinking, I was thinking whether or not everybody involved in the Devontae Adams trade would have, would undo the trade, including a little time machine, including Devontae Adams, because he's going to, he wanted to go play with his best friend. Well, his best friend's going to the Meadowlands or his best friend's going to Lord knows where next year. Okay. Uh, not, not Las Vegas, not Las Vegas. He's going to the commanders. Okay. Um, and so, Packers, obviously, uh, the reason that they're struggling to make the playoffs is they're just the develop. There, uh, there were a number of things, but one of them is the development of the receivers early in the season. They figured it out, but they're behind the eight ball as far as sure. playoff scenarios go. We'll get to that. He's got Adams basically signed for, I think, two more years, three more years with actual money. And then he's got two years that are extremely fake, two really lucrative years. He has like $72 million in that contract that are pretty fake um if i'm reading the the terms right on spo tracking over the cap as um, far as 70 70 millions of dollars go it's it's a it's a fake one it's a fake you know one. there's it's real ones one. there's it's fake not ones. what it's you want it's one. not what you want I mean, he's gonna end up making 65 off that contract but it's not gonna be um i, I don't see him getting to, to get in the full 140 150 for what he signed for okay um they're gonna go with jared stidham i just think that it's such a statement to me to say well we got to see what we have with jared stidham Josh McDaniels, you've been around Jared Stidham for a long time in New England. You're good on that. You're good 
it just seems like uh, just a bit of a statement that we're moving on from Derek Carr this early. I don't know why you do it. You know Josh McDaniels certainly better than I do. Um, you know that whole New England system that's been implemented there. What the hell is going on? No, don't put this on me. This makes yeah. no sense. He's making a bad joke. Jared Stidham is not good. Right. Jared Stidham throws a beautiful ball on air, and that is about it. And not only does Jared Stidham really, really suffer when you got an NFL defense in there, uh, Jared Stidham's about to to deal with the San Francisco 49ers defense. This is going to go badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I think I understand about what's about to happen here is just like so many jet sweeps. That's it. That's <laughs> that's all I feel confident in predicting is just way too many jet sweeps. Um, this is going to go badly. I, I The only thing that I can come up with is that Carr's getting benched because they want to get a jump start on uh, just sort of solidifying the fact that they're moving on from him. Doesn't seem worth it, but... Uh, to their credit, I guess, I don't know anything to indicate that there's like behind the scenes infighting there, that they have a really bad relationship. Obviously, it hasn't been the season that they'd hoped it would be, but I don't get it from a football standpoint. That said, I haven't gotten anything involving Jared Stidham from a football standpoint since he was drafted in New England. So all I can come up with is... is Josh is not quite ready to say this experiment is done, but we're talking about a guy who couldn't beat out like late thirties, Brian Hoyer, right? Like Derek Carr is not peak Tom Brady and he never will be. These are different strata that, that we're working in here. So I, I, I don't feel like I know what the Raiders are doing. Josh Daniels might just might not be a head coach. Yeah, that's true of a lot of people. I want to. I actually do. I want to do the the Patriots OC thing here later. But like, I know Josh probably. I I think that they're probably. He's probably happy. He's getting a lot of money to do this. And he's getting a lot of power, and he got to install his own GM and all that stuff. I saw a report that Mark Davis is the one who's been sour on Carr for a long time. Um, but man, he probably had a pretty nice life in New England. Nobody really questioned him. He was doing nice things. He'd have been better than what he should. I mean, like. Lord, he, retroactively, he, he looks amazing with what they replaced him with. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where this franchise is headed. I don't know if giving up that kind of draft capital and that kind of cap space for Vontae Adams is all that smart. I understand why they did it. Um, but boy, I, you got anything on, on where this franchise is headed? I mean, it, it's all going to hinge on what happens at quarterback, right? Because right. Carr is clearly done there. The next quarterback is not on the roster. The roster has some talent, but if they don't find the next guy, not only are they sort of already in limbo by virtue of being in the division with Kansas City, but they're not going to be able to even get off the ground, right? And and that window is really going to be wasted, so the only thing that matters there is just trying to find the best possible replacement. The problem is, I, I first of all, look, I'm sitting here saying I just don't really get a, a rationale for what they're doing here. And you brought up Mark Davis. That is usually the answer when it feels like that, right? Like usually the answer in football is this is an ownership decision. The owner feels a certain way and wants something to happen. And even odds at least that that's what's going on here. 
if he's getting involved in the quarterback decision making, that doesn't make me feel good. Doesn't make me feel I, good. Uh, but don't like okay. it. But here's the deal. So here's the problem as I see it. They're not gonna have a position to get a top quarterback in the draft. Okay. That 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 ship has sailed there. That's you know, it's just not a deep quarterback draft to begin with. The Raiders aren't in position to do it. So the end of the pool they're in is to get a mid-level veteran. And the best one that's going to be available is Derek Carr. So like, what the hell just happened? You know what well, I mean? Like, also, just... by the way, look, let's say like you add Jimmy Garoppolo to that mix or, or whatever. No, but, that's, those, but guys... that's, that, those guys are on the same level. Well, so here's, here's what I'm about to say. Those guys, let's pretend that Derek Carr wasn't a member of the Raiders. This was happening in some other team, but the Raiders were still going to be in the market for a mid-level veteran. Who else is in that category? Okay, I think the Jets are in that category. I think the Commanders are in that category. The Lions might be in that category. I just named three teams that if I am any one of those quarterbacks, I would rather go to than the Raiders right now. So they may have done two things simultaneously, neither of which is good. One is potentially let go of the guy who's going to be the most highly coveted option in that group of, of potential acquisitions. And two, put themselves in a position where they're the least attractive landing spot in an, in an off season where for those guys, there are pretty good ones to choose from before you start looking at, oh, hey, I might go play in Las Vegas. Hey, I know a mid-level quarterback is going to be available. Tom Brady. It's all lining up. I'm just saying it's all lining up. And maybe benching Carr is tampering without tampering. Just saying, oh, we're going to have a little bit of a, we're going to have a little bit of a hole here. Quarterback, Tom, you're going to be a free agent. You're only going to be 47. Going to Vegas, if you're Tom Brady right now, is so corny, though. Like, he's got to not do this. With everything that's happening in his life, he can't go play in Las Vegas. It's just, it's, it's bad. Tom Brady should go to the Jets. I agree with that. Or the Giants. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I think he should go to the Jets more than he should go to the Giants. Um, just, just so you know where I stand. Okay. I think Tom Brady should retire, but I think the set, so just to, like, just to help me out here, Tom and Josh McDaniel's relationship, particularly close or just kind of a normal coordinator quarterback relationship. No, I think, I think, I think close. Okay. Vacation together? I don't I don't know if that's true. Okay. If they were on vacation in the same town, would they meet up? Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's that's my that's like the number two thing there. Is like, okay, we're not going together, but if we're both in Scottsdale, we'll get a beer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Uh I think we both think the Niners are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Dolphins Patriots. Also mentioned quotes from Bill Belichick today, basically saying you can't have two two defenses. So if you're game planning this week, you're game planning for Tua and Teddy the exact same. I would assume that Teddy is getting more of, of the homework done on him. However, I thought this was interesting. He did say the one big difference is left-handed quarterback versus right-handed quarterback. That would matter. Um, and I do think that's that's just an interesting insight. Again, Belichick, if you just read, you know, read between the lines, there's some interesting stuff he says sometimes. 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 Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is good. He can win a game. He can beat this Patriots team, which has been extremely inconsistent this year. Marcus Jones has a concussion worth pointing out. Um, let's start here. This Tua concussion news. Extremely worrying. 
Yeah, it's a real bummer. I I have a, 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 a I think statistically anomalous amount of people in in my own life um, who have struggled with multiple concussions. That's that's really gnarly. That can affect people for a really, really, really long time. Um, I, I really hope he doesn't play uh, just for his own sake. I hope they take it so absurdly cautiously. I'm not sure that there is an amount of caution that is even a, a possibility in this case that would actually be absurd. I think it, the highest amount of caution that you could could enact would be eminently reasonable. Um, but the fact that you can look at where it looks like he got hit in that game and follow his performance for the rest of it and just see the see the look of a player who just didn't quite know what was going on. I, I found bone chilling. Um, so I, I hope two is okay. I really worry about a player who now seems to have had three concussions in the span of a season and has shown some effects of that. Um, and I just hope that he's okay. I also sort of hope that he doesn't play in this game. Just, just take it easy, man. I think he's shown down for the rest of the season. I think you have to. And I think that you've you've seen some of the narratives around it from ex players saying they need to put a safety first. And I think that's a no brainer at this point. Um, I just that's it's it's brutal and it's sad. And, you know, it's, you know, certainly uh, you say, oh, well, it sucks for the Dolphins, sucks for the franchise, whatever. Like it sucks for him significantly more. Um, And so just just hoping for hoping for the best there. And and it gets it gets treated with the seriousness that it deserves. Um, Let's talk about the Patriots here. Rumors now that Bill O'Brien, the Bill O'Brien is. In in talks, maybe has his eye on the Patriots job. He comes out at the bowl game for Alabama and says, I haven't talked to anybody from. New England since last April, which is when he left. Uh, a, that's weird. Frankly, that's weird. Like, if you don't, like, if he's telling the truth and he just really hasn't talked to anybody, hasn't, like, texted Matt Patricia, like, a, a funny meme, that's weird to me. Second, that obviously is a bit of wordplay because he hasn't talked to Bill Belichick or any of those people, but his agent could have. They probably, I don't know if they have the same agent, but it seems, you know, it seems likely that there's, that that report didn't come out of nowhere. I feel like there is one of the things, and when I talk to coaches sort of unofficially sometimes, and sometimes we'll talk sort of big picture about why it's good or bad to to engage with the media and have, you know, I always joke like the easiest thing to do if you're a coach or a GM to get goodwill is to just say a reporter's name back to them. And they're like, oh, he's a great guy. And like some coaches won't even do that. And I feel like Bill O'Brien, because he hasn't engaged with the media, has a bit of an image problem. Like we don't really know much about Bill O'Brien. He was down and he was in New England where assistants never talked and he goes to Houston and he kind of had a Belichickian approach there. The access in Houston was significantly better than it is in, in, in New England. So you could talk to the players and stuff, talk to the GM, talk to the team president, all of that stuff, talk to the owner. Um, but it's just a little different from, from Bill O'Brien where he was never that bubbly of a personality. I think now he's become vastly underrated. And because of the terrible trades he made when he got too much power, because of the fact that at Alabama, he's not particularly well-liked as a play caller. A couple reasons for that I won't get into, um, just as far as personnel and all that stuff. And also college and pro are just different games. But all of these things have combined to make it to where it's like, 
it seems like a little bit of a joke that Bill O'Brien's in the mix here. I think Bill O'Brien is the freaking savior of the Patriots. Oh, he uh, Matt Patricia is not a professional at this. Matt Patricia doesn't know how to do this job. So first of all, just by by um, uh, by virtue of who he's replacing, he would be a massive upgrade. The thing that I heard last offseason that continues to baffle me is that any potential for Bill O'Brien to be in that position already was squashed in part by a fear on the part of Belichick and that that coaching staff and and inner circle that he would do too well and then get a head coaching job. So I guess what I'm saying is that I think Bill Belichick agrees with you. That was like, it was the type of thing that, you know, you hear stuff like this during training camp. And sometimes when something just sounds so ridiculous, it's like, all right, man, I don't know. People say a lot of stuff, but something had to have happened there for them to end up in the situation that they've ended up in. Um, with their offensive coaching staff this year. And that was the thing that I heard, which like, can you imagine how much better people in New England and people on that team would feel right now if the biggest of their worries was our offense has been so spectacular <laughs> that teams are banging down the door to hire Bill O'Brien away from us. And we're just shaking in our boots, quaking in our boots, um, trying to figure out who we might get to replace him. Hey, what about Matt Patricia? Maybe we should give him a whirl. Like, you would so much rather be in that situation that if that really what was what was going on, I, I just can't believe that that was the rationale. I, I guess I kind of believe it because there is such a... Uh, fear is not the right word, but coaches leaving is a sensitive thing in that building just because it's happened so much. Um so I guess I can kind of see that being a part of the thought process there. But I think that that is a massive mistake if they were essentially saying, well, we don't want to be too good because then we're going to have to hire someone else next year. Uh, but I totally agree with you. I think he would be not only a massive improvement, but just a, a an outright good hire there. So number one is I, I saw a stat, or sorry, stat, a quote from O'Brien in January or something, basically saying that he made a two-year commitment to Nick um, but on the other hand, I guess Doug Marone presumably did too, and that didn't seem to hold water. Um, so he stayed another year in college. Um, why does Bill O'Brien have so many weird conspiracy theories around him? In Wickersham's book, they talk about how he wanted, he was trying to get fired in Houston so that he could be the coach in waiting in New England. Like, what's going on with Bill O'Brien? That's a really good point. There is a... It's either... I mean, it's probably just like part of it was just the Houston thing got so palace intriguey, right? That I think that spawned a lot of of ideas and conspiracy theories. But maybe it's just I don't know. Maybe like maybe his agent's a weird leaker. I I really don't know. Um, but I think the Patriots would be very silly to not strongly strongly make an effort to get him in the building. All right. Um, what do you got in this game? <sighs> I can't believe it, but I kind of think New England's going to win. I, I just think defensively. Oh, I, I said and Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater is no slouch, right? There are some particular things, um, getting the ball out really quickly, short area accuracy that he's not as good at 
as Tua is that are a, a major part of why the Miami offense works as well as it does when it's functioning at peak performance. But in general, I think Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of operating a good offense with those skill position players. I just think they match up actually really badly with the Patriots defensively, just because it's not like a Fred Warner situation in San Francisco, but the linebackers in new England, I think can clog up the middle of the field in a way that's going to make that take that away to some degree, make it harder on that offense to take advantage of that space. And then this is another Stevenism. Steven loves to talk about one of the major weaknesses for those new England corners who are, are good being just that they're small, which can be a problem when you're playing somebody like the Bengals, right? But for all of Hill and Waddle's immense strengths, they're not the biggest guys. So I, I don't really think that you can ever count on this New England offense to score more than like a couple touchdowns in a game, but I'm just not, I'm not sure that they're going to have to. So I, I think it's pretty close, but my gut says Patriots. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, just backup quarterback already. The you know, obviously Miami's lost four games in a row, so it's already kind of tilting a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Not even Matt Patricia could de- could derail this in my book. Eh. <laughs> he can try. I'm just saying, never say never. What do you, Lindsay and I were talking about this on Monday? What I I was going to joke. I'm not joke. I was going to say like Matt Patricia has a lot in the line in this playoff race because if he fails, he'll never work again. But the Patriots would just seem to be some sort of job employment scheme for Matt Patricia. So what's his next role after this? So the action there's like, I can make jokes here. Matt Patricia is probably an okay defensive coach. Why is he not doing that anymore? He should do that. Uh, again. Well, I don't even think he's that good at that. I think he's, it's more like he's, he's okay at certain parts of defense and should be like, he's a, not okay at certain parts of offense. Well, the thing about him is he coordinated the defense the year they lost the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and he was really bad at that. So, yeah, I mean, now there was be there was a decision coach. on the part of the head coach uh, to not play a certain player, even when they were getting absolutely torched um, throughout the entire game defensively. So we can't pin that all on 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 Big Matty P here now, can we? We can try. Hey, uh, Vikings Packers. Here's another demon that can be exercised in Minnesota. Packers have obviously been the boogeyman for a couple of decades. The Vikings have had their W's within that, but boy, would they love to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Um, to me, Christian Watson questionable. Packers just need to run the ball. Rodgers can pick his spots. Uh, the Vikings are winning one-score games at an incredible rate. That's There's something just magical happening there. Uh, I started to do a ton of research on this game and I did, but then I got into somehow I got into a rabbit hole when I saw the Minnesota wild leaving the skull chant at the game last week. Um, and I just really think they're not, this game is in green Bay, so it doesn't matter, but I just want to say a home playoff game in Minnesota with the way they've got that home crowd going, the skull chant, I really think it's going to be a special time in Minnesota. I actually hope they host the NFC Championship game. No offense to our friends in Philadelphia, but I just think that the, that franchise deserves good things. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll do it if you make me, but picking Vikings games is a fool's errand. Uh, this is... Solak and I were having a conversation about this maybe a week ago. 
the Vikings are post-analysis. We just have to accept that what happens is going to happen. They're going to be losing the game with three minutes to go, and then something's going to change, and they're going to win a close one, and they're going to look pretty bad doing it, but it's going to be fine, and that's the entire thing. Now, I I actually kind of think the Packers are going to win this game, um, but I think we should stop trying to make sense of this Vikings team, which, to your point is an incredible vibe for a playoff team. Like a team that's just sort of crappy, but wins all the time. That is a home crowd, like rile them up special. That stadium is beautiful. The good people of Minnesota, I think just like to have a good time. I'm super into it. I hope they win the Super Bowl. Honestly, It, it would be the best way to just like stick it to all of us. Just the best way sure. to deal every single analyst a massive L. It, it's incredibly fun. It, it, you just got to hop on board. Also, Phoenix is like the Midwestern Miami. So they would have a great time. Like everybody likes if the Midwest goes to Phoenix where the Super Bowl is. I think they, they would all have a very good time. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I didn't understand that. So the Phoenix is is like the Miami in of the Midwest. The mid- yeah, people in the Midwest go... Oh, so like snowbirds on the East Coast go to Florida. Yes. Uh, The equivalent, if you live in the Midwest, is to go to Phoenix. Oh, I didn't know this. Uh, It's it's pretty. I mean, like, listen, once you're Minnesota isn't really close to anything. So it's, you know, you got to get on. You got to get on a three hour flight regardless. But from what I understand, especially in, in like Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota area, that's Phoenix for them. Part of that spring training. I don't where the twins do spring training now. They used to do it in Orlando. That's that's why all the Cubs fans are always in. Kevin, how would I possibly know the answer to that question? They're in Fort Myers, which also makes sense. Because a lot of like Detroit, the whole thing is you take 75 down to Fort Myers. I could do a whole thing on on vacation. Fort Myers is in Florida. Yes. You take set you 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 take 75. So so then you're saying that it makes just as much sense to go to Florida as it does to Phoenix. No, from the eastern part of the Midwest. They're gonna have a great time in Phoenix. Is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. They like warm right. weather. I'm on board. We got to get Meg Schuster on here. That's true. I love Meg. I was like, when I was in, uh, I was at Titans camp a couple of years ago. 
I was talking to all their employees and they were like, I was like, what do you guys do this summer? Like, well, everybody in Tennessee takes the same vacation, which is we drive to Destin, Florida, because that's just like, it's easy to get there on the highways and it's nice. It's like the closest available nice beach for them. So Kevin, just, I think the sun is moving. Like, this is unbelievable. You're having this, a, t- you're the one person who's going to be in Florida right now. I'm, I'm very happy to be in Florida. It's just the incredibly Titans, sunny. Desperate, Josh Dobbs <laughs> desperately wants to be in Florida right now. Um, all right. I, um, I think the Packers are going to win this game. It's funny. I asked Dominique Foxworth this the other day and we, I didn't get to ask a follow-up because it was on his show and we were just doing like a mailbag type thing. And they asked me to put in something. And I I said like turf. Yeah. His turf, tough, tough one. But I said like, do players actually process things as, Oh, we definitely don't want to play that team. Nobody wants to play that team. We don't want to see those guys in the playoffs. And he said that it's actually harder to avoid that now because of social media and, you know, people are just kind of talking incessantly and you're, you know, you're looking up something on Twitter and all of a sudden you see like, Oh, Packers are, Packers are looking good. So it used to be much easier because you just wouldn't read the newspaper and wouldn't turn on sports center. You just wouldn't hear any chatter. It's harder to avoid the noise. Now. Amen, brother. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, we're post, we're post block out the chatter. And, but he said like, Typically, it doesn't work like that because most teams want to play the bad team. Like most teams see the flaws. Even if you see Aaron Rodgers' name on the marquee, you're still saying, oh, this team is pretty incomplete. Um, I really do think, I mean, like you saw this with the Lions last week. The Lions were a wagon and then they lost to a pretty mediocre, pretty average Panthers team, got their ass kicked, got like three yards before contact. Um, that whole I was watching some of the tape of that Lions game. It said huge holes in their rush defense. It was embarrassing. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens when you're an incomplete team. You're incomplete. Teams can take advantage of that with one with one weird trick. They can take advantage of that because you're an incomplete team. So eventually the Packers will be will be found out. I just think that this week, I just think they keep it going at home. There's something with them right now. Yeah, well, the Vikings defense gets a lot of criticism for playing all of those soft zones, right? And I think a lot of that is fair. But I also think that they are aware that they have some real weaknesses in the secondary there. And they're they're essentially saying, you know what, we want to be a big play defense. We want to get turnovers. We want to just bend but don't break and hope that we're going to get some big plays and, and be able to do enough and then our offense will will carry us. And if the trends of the season continue, there's some extra Vikings flukiness that happens, right? If the Packers play to their strengths, they're a really good team to beat that because Rodgers is still, if he's not trying to really, really force it downfield and, you know, do, I don't have Devante anymore performance art. He is still very good at, at eliminating turnovers and the run game is good enough and their quick game is at least recently has been good enough that I think they can really take advantage of that. The best thing that the Vikings could hope for is that they can find some way to bait Rogers into trying to throw deep. And if they come up with a few picks, I think they could really swing a game that way. But if, if green Bay runs a responsible offensive game plan, I think they're in a very good position, especially with the way that they've been playing recently to attack Minnesota's defense. So uh, with my brain, I think Green Bay probably does keep it going here. I I just am really trying to accept Vikings randomness into my life, into my heart, 
into my my soul. So let you know, let let the record show that as well. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, all right, so let's get to Jet Seahawks. Two teams that need a win. That that much is obvious. Two teams who exceeded expectations, two teams with incredible rookie cornerbacks. Um, and two teams are feeling good about their season. The Jets have two weeks to figure out, and maybe it's unfair, but they have two weeks to figure out what they're going to do with Mike White with so many mid-tier veterans on the market, including our friend Tom Brady. Um, the Jets had the... Th- I was looking at PFF's rankings. The Jets had the 31st offensive line in the NFL. Um, three starters allowed at least four pressures against Jacksonville. So it comes down to whether or not the Seahawks generate pass rush. And if they do, whether or not Mike White is capable of it, maybe they should just have Zach Wilson be back there just so he can do his rollout thing and then have another quarter. And then he can hand it off to another quarterback and then he can throw it. Then Mike White can throw it just to the two quarterback offense. Um, figure that out. Just think outside the box. Come on, Mike LaFleur. That's what the money's for. Uh, what do you got in this game? And what do you got on these two teams? Yeah, I, I I think the the issue for Seattle lately has hinged so much on the regression of of that offensive line. Gino, I think, has been playing okay. Actually, if you really if you watch the tape, but he has been really susceptible to pressure, and he's faced a lot more pressure um, while they've been struggling in the last month plus than he had earlier in the season. And I do think that this Jets defense is going to be able to get to him. Um, I think I kind of lean Jets in this one just because I really do think that they're going to be able to 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 give Gino a really, really, really hard time. Um, Mike White is not. I do not think that the Jets should take all that long or hard of a look at Mike White in terms of next season, just because I think they have a pretty good shot at getting one of the most coveted mid-tier veterans. Um, you know, the 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 best of the rest guy, whether that's Tom Brady, whether that's Derek Carr. Uh, and I think that either one of those guys would be a pretty significant upgrade from Mike White. Um Mike White is certainly a lot better than Zach Wilson, but Mike White is not that great. So uh, that's the concern if you're the Jets, but I think he can probably do just enough. We've seen him do just enough in this offense to let that defense take over. And I I think given the weaknesses that we've seen pop up um, for Seattle, particularly on the offensive line, I do think that they're going to really be able to give that offense a hard time. I like the Jets here. I would love to see the Jets in the playoffs. I would love to Me see too. the Jets in the playoffs. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's this year. The building blocks are there. And the one thing I want to address here with the Jets is always this need to panic and let the season be a referendum on everything. Get Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. The line will be healthier next year. Just yeah, Vera Tucker. I, just, I'm interested. I, just breathe. Just I, I breathe, find it Jets interesting fans. that this offensive line is ranked that poorly on the PFF grading. I, they're not great. They're not. There are worse offensive lines in football. The Jets' line ranks as 26th or worse 
in pass blocking and run blocking. Other than that, though, they're in this thing. <laughs> they're right in there. Hey, um, all right. So I don't know. I, I I like the Jets here. I just again, I want to caution. This is what always, somebody was saying. Someone in the NFL was saying this to me a couple months ago. That when the Jets first got good, is that they're even within the building. It starts with Woody Johnson. They when they get good, the pressure gets ratcheted up like ten notches. Everybody gets all amped because there's such a emotion to it. I get it. I get it. Like I, Lord, no, any team that has been down for generally as long as the Jets have, when there's hope, it goes from zero to hundred very quickly. And I love that. And that's why I love Jets fans so much. The Jets fans in my life life are endlessly entertaining, and I support them. That's why I want them in the playoffs. But then the letdown when there's any any sort of trouble is just as as severe as the climb up, right? And so that's what what I'm saying is the building blocks are there. There's going to at some point be a breakthrough and a special season because of all the things that happened this year. Because you started the season with Zach Wilson, who was 100 not him. All of those things combined to make this not the year. But that doesn't mean it's not coming. It doesn't mean you have to abandon the project and freak out. It's going to be fine. There's some special stuff here. Joe Douglas is crushing it. Joe Douglas deserves the right to pick another quarterback and then let things go from there. Everything's going to be fine with the New York Jets. Tom Brady. <laughs> Let's go. Tom Brady. Right. Uh, he already likes living in New York. Easy. You don't even have to spend a draft pick. You can draft a quarterback. You can do whatever you want. Tom Brady. Tom Brady in Florham Park, New Jersey. I just saw Jermaine Johnson uh, complain about a Florham Park Cadillac dealership. So, tough one. Oh, that's good. That's tough good stuff. One, tough one. And then it's like all of these people are in the in the mentions. You're like, Jermaine, I uh, work for a Kia dealership in Illinois. would love to take care of you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, he's on his way, bro. He's on his way. Hey, um, I work for Acura of Chatham. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I love that. I, love I mean, that. Ch- Chatham's actually, you know, at least you can drive there, you know, just pick up an Acura. There's some nice Acuras. I yeah, think if you start totally. your day, if you start your day looking for a Cadillac, you're probably, there's probably a floor that you're looking for. That's all. Um, I was, ta- I had a conversation with um, my, my boyfriend's family at dinner last night about once upon a time when we were really little kids, when there was just like a huge run on the Acura MDX. And that was like the hardest car in America to get. I didn't know this. I, I, I missed it. I missed Me it. too. All right. Uh, Bills, Bengals, two good teams. I saw this is the second or uh, tied for the most wins in the history of two teams in Monday Night Football, which is a bit of a misnomer because you have to play this late in the season. Just, I guess the point is, Good teams like this rarely play this late in the season. And you could hear when Joe Buck, I don't know if you heard it, Joe Buck had to read the promo for this game last Monday, and he was ready to rock. He was ready for some good football. Did you ever see, it might have been like Deadspin or something once compiled, just every time Joe Buck's had to read a promo for some TV yeah. show, he clearly yeah, clearly yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. know what it is. Well, there's the opposite so of that. It was that. It was the... I think Simmons is the one who who popped not so so I think some random YouTuber did it. I don't know. I we can look it up and, and give that person credit. But so I remember Simmons put in his column at one point. It was the shows, it was the list of shows where like you thought them might they might be fake. 
because it was all October because October is when they would launch these shows. And so he would use the Super Bowl as the jumping off point. And it would always be hilarious, the, like the, the absolute funniest stuff, because he'd be like, this can't be a real show. I, when Joe Buck was on Slow Newsday, he said he's never looked at the promo beforehand. That's why he's always kind of like surprised. One take, cold read. Yeah, what that's why he's always, he's always, because there was a, I forget what it was. Get the, the real S&D heads can go back and watch. But there was a, there was a promo where there had been the Sunday before where clearly in the middle of it, he was just like, what is this? Like it was the inflection <laughs> in his voice was like every word was a surprise to him. And well, because at one point they all had to figure out what the masked singer was and just let that slowly dawn singer. on. It might have been like, come he on, was on the, that the, show. one of the weirdest shows of the last 10 years. It's still going. Remember the Tom Brady yeah. was on the Masked Singer's conspiracy theory over the summer? That was incredible. That was my that was my favorite NFL. Consp- that blows every Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. conspiracy theory so far the out of the water. Let's get Bill O'Brien on the mass Singer. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, you got you got a pick in this game. Uh, this game is so great. I'm so excited to watch it. I'm so annoyed it's on Monday um, because, you, you know, this life uh, we famously have a football podcast on Sunday where we can't talk about it, even though it's probably the game of the season. Um, I, I think Buffalo, I think the Bengals over the course of the entire season, I think the Bengals have been one of the coolest stories and one of the most sort of like got to tip your cap teams just because of the way that Burrow and that offense have shown that they really, truly can evolve. One of the hardest things to do in football that said, Last couple of weeks, I think there has been a little bit of regression into some of the bad stuff from the first part of the season where they've they've sort of re-siloed the run in the past game. Um, Burrow's been hanging onto the ball a little bit longer, been more susceptible to having pressure turn into sacks. Um, and I think that uh, the Bills are going to be able to take advantage of that. It's really... This is the case in a lot of Bengals games. It's going to come down to whether or not Buffalo can funnel Cincinnati's offense into the middle of the field, can take away those perimeter shots. Because if they get enough of those, like I, I think history has just taught us that they're going to hit enough, um, at least when they're playing decently. Uh, but I, I kind of think the Bills are going to be able to do that. So uh, for all of the... Um, inconsistencies of their offense and and Josh Allen maybe still dealing with a little bit of the ramifications of that elbow injury. I, I am a little bit more inclined to trust the Bills in this one. Joe Burrow is in the mix for the highest completion percentage in NFL history and has the chance to do it in the next two weeks. Um, that that's That's significant to me. Joe Burrow's amazing and he's going to keep being amazing and I just don't like I've, I've written thousands and thousands of words on it and I still find ways to be impressed would you be surprised at all if they just do another run just do the same thing just another no, January where it's just like things are good I mean Sam Hubbard looks like he's getting healthy I just saw that like I, I don't know and, I'm and starting to get who, there are there is a sh- short list of coaches that obviously he's not their head coach, but who I want involved in game planning more than Lou Anarumo in the playoffs because he is such a good game plan to game plan defensive planner. And that is a real asset once you get to 
the point of the season where you're only playing the good teams. Um, so I, they could totally go on a run. Absolutely. All right. This has been great. I think the Bengals are, might make the Super Bowl again. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, pal. Enjoy Florida. Thanks, bud. Um, it's, it's, it's good to pod. It's good to see you. I miss you. We don't get to, you know, we don't get to do this as much anymore. And it, it, it makes me sad. So this is a treat. I, that's why it's part of why I did it. Otherwise we're going to go full year, full season without potting. Yeah. So that would have been a bummer. That, I that cannot believe how sunny it is, Kevin. This, this is, is just unbelievable. This is unbelievable. No, you, that the sun's not what's unbelievable. I'll tell you that much. There need to be curtains. There need to be, you can't have, you can't just make curtains out of like straw and think it's going to work. It doesn't work. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.